All right, so life updates. If you've listened to these before, then you know how this goes. But on these episodes, we kind of just talk about what we've been going through recently, more about our lives. If you've been following these updates for a while now, then you'll know that Laura's been going through quite a bit with her ankle and her surgeries and her procedures that she's had done. So Laura's going to provide an update on that. And I have some fairly big news that we'll get into and why that's important. However, it's still early on, so you'll know what I mean when we get there. <laughs> no no spoilers, so let's just go ahead and jump in it. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, guys, we're back at it. So life update. There's a lot going on, and so we wanted to kind of talk about it. One is if you guys have been following the podcast for a while now, um, most people know about the situation with my foot and how I recently, well, recently, not so recent, I guess, had a um, procedure done on it called 10X. And with that procedure, just a quick recap, it was supposed to be kind of minimally invasive. It was considered surgical because there was a cut. Uh, but you uh, pretty much use ultrasound waves to blast away the bad tissue. So we took out a big, massive bone growth that was happening, and we thought maybe it could be causing the issues. Well, fast forward, and I'm kind of at the position where now it's slightly worse, about the same as before the procedure. Um, I've been, again, that procedure was, what would you say, March, April? April time frame, Ken? Yeah, sounds about right. About April. Yeah. And the recovery is supposed to be six to eight weeks. And so I'm way past that point. Um, so we kind of kept giving it a try. We've loaded it pretty well. Um, I had to, again, if you kind of went through it, like I, I kind of presented really weird afterwards. It was supposed to be weight-bearing as tolerated. And as that was going on the first week, I was doing actually really well. And then all of a sudden it got really bad to the point where I couldn't put weight on it at all. So then we did two weeks of non-weight bearing, which this procedure's recovery time frame was supposed to be running in six weeks. Um, so we kind of realized, hey, this isn't going to be exactly by the textbook because I, I was just so complicated to begin with, um, with my long history. And if you guys don't, if you guys want to go, I'm not going to go into detail about my long history just because, again, that could take two hours plus. Probably. <laughs> we might be here I for think two a days. Lot of- I think a lot of what this whole 10X and how we're following this too is just so that if anybody has patience thinking about this 10X, then you guys are familiar with someone who has had the procedure, what their recovery was like, what they've gone through. And again, like Laura just said, she was much more complicated case. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of history with her ankle prior to giving this a try. So now what she was projected recovery wise has now changed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you want to like talk about all the procedures or all the interventions you've tried well, so far and Yeah, in total like I've had two again, well if you guys want more in depth, we've we have a, literally a podcast on my injury itself. And you guys can check that out and then follow up with the rest, but in basic I've had two Achilles tendon surgeries. I've had uh I've I've literally tried it all. I might just, there, it would take too long to list the whole thing. But with the 10X, we did a physical therapy afterwards. I've done dry needling. I've done BFR with it. 
Um, we've done rest. We've done it all. I only work part time because of it, the pain, but it wasn't getting any better. So recently we have classified um, the procedure technically as a failed, that it did not get what we were looking for it to do. And we did not accomplish that. And it wasn't that necessarily there was any one fault about it. It just did not get the right area. Um, so there's a couple other options that we're looking into, um, which was really honestly, like, to be completely honest, life updates and everything. It was hard um, going through this for over almost four, four years now. Um, it was really hard to have another thing just not work. And the same pain be there and it almost be work. I've been working in a boot um, for my nine-hour shifts. We try to get me out of the boot for at least my shorter four-hour shifts. Um, but it's a lot. And so I've been doing therapy on my days off twice a week, really loading it, um, dry kneeling, soft tissue, all of the above, range of motion. So we did all that and then... Um, so when the doctor and I talked about, like, what's the next option, he was like, what's going on? There, there's got to be something like, okay, that didn't work. That was my goal. Well, he literally goes, well, this sucks. <laughs> he goes, I'm not too proud to say I wish it would have worked, but it didn't. And so, which was kind of nice. Um, but I was ready for the, well, too sorry, so sad, and kind of, I don't know what to do. Um, I will say this doctor was amazing that he didn't do that. Um, he was like, okay, let's look at what's next. He goes, I would love to. And that's have what I was going to ask too. Yeah. Like he, he looked into if I had some blood work done. Um, I actually recently had some blood work done for something else and I showed him that and he goes, that's everything I would have looked for and everything there is not like everything's fine. So he goes, nothing in your blood work showing up that points me to, Hey, there's something underlying. Let's figure it out. And so. Pretty much he's like, let's get another MRI. He goes, we haven't had one since um, before the procedure or after the procedure. And then the one, the one that I had prior to the procedure was over a year and a half old. So he's like, let's just get another MRI and figure out what's going on. So MRI comes back. I have, um, of course, tendinosis in the Achilles tendon with severe thickening, which is common with um, uh, the surgery itself, the original surgery. But I do have inflammation around the insertion. Um, I have also peroneal longest um, uh, tendonitis that is worsening. They said they saw the progression of that that has gotten worse since. Is it just for between... it's compensating and overworking itself? So when I get when I start to have pain in the back, I start to uh, rotate my foot and I walk on that lateral aspect of my foot. Um, and so it's putting more pressure on the peroneals. And so um, that's what we believe that tendonitis. And that's why I'm having a lot of side pain, too. Like that, um, I call it my third malleolus. <laughs> I, I joke that I have a second lateral malleolus. Um, and that's where the swelling is coming in there from. And I'm still having swelling, it, it, toe pain. There's a lot of other stuff. And so that came back. I talked to the doctor and we're at the point where he, he believes two options. He thinks we can go with PRP, which at that point he says, I would be looking to go up that tendon pretty far and I want to make about at least 50 holes, 50 holes. And I want to fill them with the PRP. And he goes, the other option is we go back and we do another 10X procedure. He said, however, though, we would change the tool that we're using within this 10X. 
which I did not know this the first time. So apparently there's two different tools, kind of wands, he called it, that they use. One is more targeted towards bone, um, denser items, and another one's targeted more towards soft tissue. So he thinks that we'd go back in and use the soft, he would use the soft tissue this time and target more of that tendon itself. Um, now the issue with that one he's concerned about is he's looking at about over 70% cross area that he'd be doing, which is a lot. Um, so we both like, agree. What's the, what's the recovery difference? Like how long, do you know how long you'd be down? Do you know? Yeah. The PRP, I'd be down for a couple days. I would probably take a week off just to be, just to be on the safe side. Um, I've already decided I'm taking more time off anyways on all of these. Um, so I would take like a, a week off probably for the PRP. Um, but definitely the first couple of days he said, no matter what, um, he doesn't really want me doing anything because you want all that to settle in. You don't want it to move around because you don't want to push it out. You want it to stay in that tendon and you want it to start healing itself and repairing. Um, then with a 10X, it'd be doing the whole procedure again. And again, we probably would lean towards more of the conservative side of recovery at this point with my history so, so you're um, still looking I, at six to eight weeks you're still yeah. going to be booted six, for about a week yeah probably four weeks i'll be booted again um i will take two weeks off of, of work no matter what if i do the 10x whether he says to or not uh based off of just my first time i'm taking that amount off because i don't think it did me any good recovery wise to go right back into it so um that's a plan with uh, the 10X at least. So when we compared the two, I was like, at this point, I don't really know what's the best option because I, I feel like I've, I've tried everything that says you should be doing this. And I, I don't know. I, I'm at a point where I don't know. I don't. I, I, and I told him straight up, I was like, I'm relying on you for the, the, the advice of really what direction is the best option. Because I go, PRP doesn't show great research within the tendon region of the Achilles that it's that effective. 10X definitely has better researching, but again, it's a whole other procedure again, it's, and it's a lot that we'd be doing. Is this a better option? Um, which we all agree, we, we agreed that that's kind of how we came down to. And the, my big thing is, too, is I've already hit my deductible for this year. I want to do it by the end of the, like, before the end of this year. Yeah, so sooner rather than later. Yes, and my whole concern is with the PRP, it could technically take up to six months to see the full benefits of it, and I don't want it not to work, and then insurance being like, oh, well, you can't do anything till six months because, you know, possibly it could take that long. Um, So, like, that's my other concern about doing the PRP first, because if I could, I would just probably be like, well, let's just do the PRP Take a, like a week off, and then by the end of the year, if it doesn't work, hey, we'll just go with the 10X, right? No big deal. Well, you know, if it works, great. Then we won't even do the 10X. But then with the the date and the time frame for the PRP, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do that with insurance when it's got the lower chance of working. Um, I'd rather almost, which we all think it would lead down to a, another 10X procedure, another procedure at this point anyways. So... Speaking with the doctor, I just straight up was like, at this point, I'm using, I'm, this is where I'm really relying on your expertise to advise which direction is probably the best. Um, and just for those who are always, because everybody goes, well, I think you maybe should go get a second opinion if they want another procedure. I have gone to opinions after opinions after opinions. Um, 
it, it is definitely everybody's had a different opinion on what to do with me. Um, some have written me off of it will just go away. Some have given me other medication and um, like vitamins to help the bone growth. And clearly that actually made the situation worse. So it's not like this is the first guy I'm just coming across. I've done a lot of research. Um, when talking with a doctor, and this is a great sign, honestly, guys, of a good doctor, is he goes, I want to consult with another doctor. He goes, I want to reach out to another doctor and see what, you know, what he advises also. Um, does he think this is also too much? He does the procedure also. I really trust him. He's out of state, but, you know, I want to I want to get his opinion on it, too. Or if, you know, there's something that maybe we're missing that we can go somewhere else. Um, which is great because most doctors won't, unfortunately, reach out and really consult if they're, they're kind of confused. And so that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from the doctor. So most likely I will be having another procedure coming up here, um, in another month and a half. Um, my plan is to do it after my vacation. Um, right, because now you're definitely running into like, okay, after vacation, but before holidays and. Yep. Because if you're trying mind, to get done like, before the end of the year, like that's, those are your options there. Yeah. I, if worse comes to shove, if I had to do it like and be recovering on a holiday, not a big deal. But like, again, it's, it's time off of work. And even though I'm part time, that's, that's hard because um, I, I'm taking a lot off for vacation prior to that. So it's like I'm taking, I'll be taking off a whole entire month and a half almost. Um, or sorry, uh, a whole month off of work if I do the procedure kind of back to back, which that's where you just got to look out for yourself. And I don't particularly want to, but it makes the most sense for me and it makes the most sense for my situation to do that. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have that option too. Um but just for like context, why I'm ready to get this done, I worked nine hours yesterday, came home. I had my PT work on my foot because it was hurting me so bad, came home. My husband had to rub it because it was hurting so bad, ate dinner, went upstairs, soaked my foot for like an hour because sometimes that can help it. If I soak it in warm water, it just calms it down and relaxes it. Soaked it for an hour. It was salts, hot water, everything. Got out, still aching so bad that it just hurt no matter what I did. Um, tried compression. I have the compressive uh, recovery socks with the heat and did those. That didn't work. I fell asleep slightly, got woken up by the pain. Um, my leg kind of just anything I did, I kept rubbing it with my other leg because it just wouldn't calm down. My husband eventually for an hour and a half, he had to rub my leg till I fell asleep because I couldn't fall asleep because it was so painfully bad and I was just in tears. So there is a reason that I do want to work on getting this. It, it hurts a lot. I work on it um, mentally. It is getting exhausted with the pain again. Um, so, I yes, I am kind of probably rushing things a little bit, but I, I do like to run things through other people, too. And I, I rely on my physical therapist who's working with me and I run things through him and I'm like, okay, am I emotionally thinking about this or am I logically thinking about this? What are your thoughts? And um, luckily so far, I've been very logical in my thinking because <laughs> uh, multiple people I've talked to in the field have come to the same conclusion <laughs> and I've been straight up honest with them of like, all right, am I, am I, tell me, tell me the truth. What, what, what do you guys Give think? it to me straight. <laughs> Give it to me straight. Don't, don't try to be nice. 
give it to me straight. And so um, that's kind of where we're at. Uh, that's also why it's been kind of a little quiet because there was a lot of unknown for a while and a lot of just like, okay, let's try to strengthen. Because that's the thing too is I've gotten stronger in my leg. My range of motion has gotten slightly better, but the pain has continued to be there. And the pain hasn't changed. And the pain spot has not changed. You can ask anybody. I've been very consistent of where that pain starts and the mi- the migration of it pretty much. Like I'm, I've always been very consistent on like it's not that it's jumping around or changing. It starts there and it can move around and change a little bit around it of what aggravates more that day. But the main culprit has always been in the same spot. So um, it's not like there's anything massively changing. So that's kind of where... I'm at. That's the low down. We'll see what happens. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> I know see we never got to record it last time. You have another another procedure or do the PRP and yeah, go from there. My PT did say though this time he he was on paternity leave when I had my first surgery, and he always wants to go see it the 10x. And he goes, dude, if you do it this time, he goes, I'm for sure taking the day off from work and using it as a marketing day. And I'm going to go in with Dr. Barnes or with Barnes and uh, he goes, uh, I will, I will watch it be done. So. I'm yeah. guessing they're curious too. Yep. He's very curious. So he wants to watch it and see what it's like. And he, he personally, he has a personal uh, friendship with the doc. So uh, I'm sure he can get in. So. That'd be cool. Can I experience it and see the surgery itself? Yeah. So, but that's that's pretty my life update. Ken has some big news, and what I'm doing, which I'm not sure what I'm exactly what I'm doing. But <laughs> my big news is that Kels and I are expecting a little one this come January. Woo-woo. I've already adapted. I thought, myself. You, I thought you were. I thought you were gonna gasp. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, like, what? what? No way. I didn't know yes. that, even though I said yeah, you but... had big news. <laughs> yeah, so true. No one's going to believe you. But yes. So I didn't know I this, am... guys. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. So I am going to start to transition into doing a lot more of a family work-life balance. And it's going to be an experience, I'm sure, for all of us. One, we have this podcast going to our business and by ours I mean my bosses but I say our because there's only so many of us and I do a lot of like the marketing and things like that so I think it's going to be quite the transition for right (laughs) I always say how's our kid doing (laughs) yeah she's like I know it's yours but I'm going to be I'm going to just uh what's good like a inter (laughs) kind of just put yourself in there I guess yeah I've just adapted it into it But I think a lot of my updates are probably going to be coming a lot more when the baby comes Mm -hmm. and how I'm going to be really balancing everything at the same time. Um, But for now, Laura and I talked a little bit and just kind of what I've been doing so far as far as letting my employers know. Luckily, I've been working with them for quite some time. So it's kind of a easy kind of conversation, letting them know what's going on and then being able to schedule my time off with Kelsey's appointments so I can be there for those. And moving forward, it's going to be a lot of more balancing my PTO, making sure I don't use almost any of it in order to be 
ready for when the time comes and just spend all my PCO there, I'm sure. And then right back to work I go. Yeah. And it was funny because when I was talking, he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I've got some questions about this. And he goes, how are we going to relate that to the podcast? And I was like, well, I want to know, like, what have you been doing to prep for it? And it was funny because he told Kelsey that and Kelsey laughed and she said, I also would like to know what you've been doing to prep for it. Because I've done (laughs) probably nothing. But my big thing I don't think anything is really going to happen until the time comes. Yeah. I feel like like, that's where the majority of the time management will be. Were you nervous about talking to your bosses about letting them know? Because, you know, that is meaning that's time off is coming like you're going to be taking significant time off and honestly it could happen at any point when it gets closer that you're just like well see y'all later it's not like anything like where you can have a set date for this you can kind of have a general idea but were you nervous at all about it how they would take it I personally wasn't just because I've been working with them for quite some time and they Oh, like as soon as I told them, they already started making plans. I think it was enough of a heads up that they were able to start searching for my replacement when the time comes and be able to kind of cover per diem. So they are, they already have all hands. They're they're kicking you out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They've already said deuces that they're good. But yeah, they already (laughs) found my replacement. They're ready for when the time comes. They know which PTA will be there to cover. Like they're, they're prepared. So I Mm -hmm. think definitely the earlier you can tell your employer, the better, but I can definitely see why it's a little nerve wracking because you will be missing a significant amount of time depending on your situation and it's going to be at a moment's notice. So, and then how does it work with, oh, sorry, go on. I already forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, and how does it work with the appointments right now? Because usually those are like, you don't get to pick them. You just kind of get told. And then I'm sure they're not always like far in advance because they're like, oh, yeah, you can come in this week, but then next week also I want you coming in or something like that. Um, no, so it's just turned into I'm not going to any of them anymore so I can save my time off for January. There you go. So I, I attended the earlier ones. I've attended the last few as well, but because they're about to become more consistent and more often, I don't want to burn through all my time off for just the follow-ups. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to conserve those for January when the time comes. Yeah. So we're going to have to also figure out as far as the podcast goes, what we're going to do as far as figuring out what times work and what times don't. Because I'm sure that first couple months there is going to be a whole bunch of running around with my head cut off and I'll probably be loopy as heck. Kim might be a little sleepy, guys. We thought we talked. I talked a lot. It's going to be thudding (laughs) on the mic. All of a sudden we hear a thud and you're going to be like, don't worry, Ken's just asleep, guys. Apparently my voice is I'm that just an soothing. autopilot. Not so much. <laughs> but um one of the questions I did kind of ask you beforehand, um, so he kind of knows this is coming, guys, like, did it make you rethink your career choice? Because usually when you have a life, big life decision like that, that's a lot of the times that's what happens. You do start running through your career choice. Is this the right situation? Is this going to work for my family situation? Um, did you kind of ever have that type of moment? As far as the baby's concerned, no. I did just look into other career paths just out of curiosity. But as far as when this happened, would I be thinking about going something some other field? I don't think so. I feel like this field is also very beneficial, just like the skill sets that we have 
definitely come in handy when it comes to children and beyond. Like your kids are involved in sports and injuries and like those things, unfortunately, and hopefully they don't happen, but sometimes are inevitable that they will happen. So Mm -hmm. I think our knowledge base and the field that we work in will come in handy when the time comes. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about changing uh, settings, though, to ones that have paid maybe a little bit more? No, just because of the people I work with. I think it would be more convenient if I went into a field like home health. It would free me up a little bit more and have me more available. But I think that isn't a hurdle with the people I'm working with now. But if something were to happen, then I'm not going to close my mind into going to potentially a different setting. Like I'm just going to have to do whatever is best for our situation at the time that it happens. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about the only reason I'm bringing it up, because again, um, if you are thinking about this field and you're also want a family down the line, the nice thing is there's so many different avenues in this field that you can make it work, Um, which whether that's home health and, you know, you're making a little bit more money, but working less hours um, or working more hours and making more monies uh monies but uh monies monies i know uh but it made that totally made me lose my train of thought but pretty much um you know it 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 just gives you different options and avenues if this is something that you were concerned with down the road so yeah yeah so i'll have bigger things i'll definitely have bigger updates and time management and probably more advice if anybody goes through the same thing I'm going to be going through mm-hmm. when January hits. I'm curious to see as uh, the baby grows, if there's any sciatica problems, are you going to try, try to take care of that prior? <laughs> uh, probably. We'll see. I <laughs> think it depends on the problem. <laughs> You're like, I got to choose my battles. If it's, if it's worth I definitely got to choose my battles. But at least we'll Ken can uh, eat some more Panda Express now in his life. That's been the craving. So Ken's fine with that. Um, but I think that is it on life to updates. So unless you got anything. Oh, wow, that's pretty much it. All right. So guys. until then, we hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram. Check out the YouTube. We'll get all those up and running a little bit more as we find the time to do so. But until then, we'll catch you guys next week on Tuesday. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.